Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sinead Horror Podcast. This is a place for you to connect with your angels, connect with your heart, to raise your vibration and become the best version of you. Today, I am joined by such a gorgeous, gorgeous soul who I've gotten to know from having personal sessions with her for the last maybe two years. I need to double check that fact. But <laughs> this soul is so wise. She's so knowledgeable. She's so intuitive in herself. And she's really a specialist in um, five elements, five elements acupuncture. Her name is Layla O'Mara, and I'm so excited to, for her to be here today on the podcast. You're very welcome, Layla. So I think we should dive, dive in straight away. What is five elements acupuncture for those that don't know? And then I'm going to go backtrack and tell her a little story. <laughs> okay, so five elements acupuncture, most... Most people who have been to acupuncture or if you've seen any kind of images on, you know, uh, on online are of somebody lying down with needles in their body for a period of time. Um, and that's probably the experience you've had um, of acupuncture if you've been to it. Most people. Um, and that's known as traditional Chinese medicine, TCM acupuncture. Um, and what I do is slightly different in terms of we use the same needles at the same points um, on the body, but we we approach it a very different way in terms of the treatment uh, in the room. So very often I won't leave a needle in. Uh, I will remove that needle straight after we've used it. So that's the kind of physical experience in the room that's different um, for you. But I suppose the approach um, for five element acupuncture, we're really looking at what um underneath any symptoms that we might have or underneath any um, you, people might come to me with a migraine or they might come to me with fertility challenges or IBS or any host of things and those those symptoms are very very important um, obviously to attend to but what we're doing with five element acupuncture is really looking at the whole mind body spirit of a person and looking at how we can bring that into alignment and into balance and then the body is able to heal itself. The body is able to do, it knows best. So I'm placing a lot of trust in, in the person and in their body and in their soul and in their spirit to know how to realign itself. Um, but we're there to support support that. So I suppose that's the the very general, I could go into a lot more detail of it, but that's the, the underlying approach for it. It's really so powerful. I remember sitting on the beach. Um, I feel like it was a two years I'm going to, I actually can't remember. It feels all blurred. Time is time is non-existent here. I think it's it is. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I remember um, my husband and I were on a fertility journey. And then I sat on the beach with my friends. Must have been two years ago. And one of my friends turned around and she said, Sinead, have you been to Five Elements Acupuncture? And I had never heard of it in my lifetime. Never heard of it. But I've had acupuncture for donkey's years. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. And it's something that my body always really responds so well to above any other treatments that I've ever had. But anyway, long story short, she said, there's a woman near your house. Go and visit her. I had a full body yes to this reaction, which I know that's my sacral response. That's how I roll. It's like a full body yes. I booked in, I think, straight away. And I had our first session. And I remember going to our first session and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I remember saying to you, like, I have always been known as Little Miss Sunshine my whole life. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember saying to you, that sunshine is well and truly gone. I was in like a gray cloud and I could not figure it out. I could not figure out why I could not move it. I couldn't stimulate it. I couldn't shift that energy. 
And I remember, um, I'm going personal now, but I remember after our, I think I had three sessions with you, you did what I, well, I call it the heebie-jeebies, but I don't think that's right. I'm totally saying that wrong. <laughs> you totally can correct me in two seconds. But you did something on me that gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I'm pleased to explain in a second. And that, I remember after not even 10 minutes, I felt that shift in my body. And it was like Little Miss Sunshine was back. And she has been back ever since. And it's been so powerful. And as you know, I have been going to you on our fertility journey and I will go into more of that in a second. And it's been absolutely phenomenal to just give your body permission to do what it needs to do to heal. And that's what I really have taken away from five element acupuncture above all else. So it really, I can, from my own personal experience, really, really affirm what you've just said, because it's so mind-blowing how it works to the point where me then turning around being like I need to study this I need to know more but I'm not going to but that's like (laughs) I always want to know more and how it works so what kind of methods if you will like how you mentioned you have people coming to you for IVF or fertility or um, IBS I meant to say excuse me IBS or different um, modalities like what would a session look like and how to get to that position in the body where you were really bringing the body back into balance what would a session look like? Well, I suppose the first big thing that we're looking at, it's, so you spoke there about something that we, you said the heebie-jeebies. So we, we do, we're looking at blocks of energy in the body um, is what you were referring to there and clearing different blocks. Some blocks can be bigger than others. Um, so we're looking at there's 12 meridians in the, in the body and the energy flows through all of those. Some of them are rivers and tributaries. All of them are really, really important. Um, and none of them can function without the other. So it's this beautiful kind of equilibrium and this beautiful ecosystem that our body is. Um, but when there's a block in some of them, things can't flow and we can't connect to maybe to some physical part of our body. So maybe it's, you know, our, our digestive system isn't working. Maybe it's that we're feeling very low and flat, something that we just can't put our finger on. We're not ourselves. Um, and often with that, it's not how we diagnose it, but often with what you referred to as the heebie-jeebies, we just don't feel ourselves. We can't connect to who we are, you know, and we can't, we don't have the oomph in ourselves anymore. So we're clearing those blocks through very simple use of points and, and needling. Um, so that's one thing that we're doing. But I suppose also it's called five element acupuncture because we're looking at um, the five elements that make us up. So the five elements in, in Chinese medicine, there are five seasons. There's a fifth season. Um, so there's earth, there's water, there's wood, there's metal, and there's fire. And we're made up of all of those. And all of those connect to a season. So fire is summer. We're at the moment in, in winter, which is a water time of the year. Um, and that has a lot of um, overlap with what we talk about in terms of of. Celtic mythology and you know going into the dark time of the year and the Kailach and, and all of that in terms of where we are now water um, you know fire is is that summer and that outward energy for example and they each of the five have have different qualities and we need all of those in us um, and what we're looking at in five element acupuncture is that each person would has what we see as a, we call it a causative factor. So one of those elements um, needs more support in order that the whole system works really, really well. And we're born with that causative factor. 
Um, and it can get into kind of, oh, what type are you and all of that. And that's not really how we approach it. And we, we it, it, it gets a little bit personality driven or something, which is, is a different, it's a different modality that. But we're diagnosing it on color, sound, odor and emotion. So the color is a color around the temples um, just off the skin. The sound is the sound of the voice. The odor is the smell, not BO, not it's a different, different odor that's very difficult to learn how to smell, but is there in, in each person. And then the last one is the underlying emotion. So I might be speaking about, you know, an amazing weekend I just had, but there's this element or undertone of, say, grief, for example, which would um which would uh, signify a metal element, for example. Um, and so we're looking in a sessions and in sessions and it can take multiple sessions to find what that causative factor is. It's, it's a it's a process, but we're looking to find that. And when we find what that causative factor is, it hones. It's like, a um, you know, it, it hones, it focuses where we're able to treat the person and support them um, so that they can come into to as much alignment as possible. So that's what I'm doing a lot in the mm -hmm. session and then using points based on pulse taking. Um, as you know, we do a lot of pulse taking on the on the wrists as a conversation and a dialogue through the whole treatment um, to, to diagnose not the causative factor with the pulses, but with blocks um, in, in the energy that we're able to clear to to get the whole system moving as as um, fluidly as possible. It's so powerful. I love what you said about the elements there. So just to recap, you said that, like, you know, based on moon signs and star signs, you've got one prominent, more dominant than the other, right? So you're mm. looking to balance all the five elements in one body. It's not like you don't want one to be more dominant than the other. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So we're 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 made up of all of those elements. I've got fire in me. I've got, you know, the, the cut of metal. We need all of those things. I have the direction of wood. You know, I have the anger of wood. I have all of those elements and those those components in me. And so do you. But for me and for you and for, you know, Joe Blogs on the street, we all have one element that um, needs more attention um, and needs more tending to in order to um, to support the whole. Um, so we're looking to bring that into balance rather than having, you know, our causative factor being at the top of the, the top of the pile. And is there any techniques or recommendations that you could give to us now, say, if we do know that or we can relate to what you just said about, you know, different elements in our bodies? Is there anything that we can be doing at home to bring that balance or bring that awareness in? Or is it mm. really just a specialized, as you just mentioned there, you have to really learn how to connect with the odors, the touch, smell, everything else as well? Well, you know, in terms of like, I know what my causative factor is, and I, I don't spend a lot of time attending to it if if that makes sense um but what i do do is really try and connect with the natural world and the seasons and where they're at at any time of the year um and that if you know if we, we we get into i think sometimes into okay here's what's wrong or here's when i want to fix it rather than the chinese you know came up with this extraordinary system um, over thousands of years. If you think back, you know, it's two and a half thousand years old um, by being in nature and sitting in nature and observing what was going on um, at any one time of the year and stepping outside your back door, I think is 
I would say, you know, take your shoes off, go for a walk in the woods, get down to the beach. If you're in the city, get to a park, you know, you can look at dandelions pushing up through through the cracks in the pavement. It doesn't have to be out in the wilds of Wicklow. Um, but um, really seeing what's going on and how we are we are creatures of nature. We are part of nature. And if we can really step out into that and reconnect with what's going on at any one time of the year, I'm looking out at a really crisp day. I'm looking out at, you know, all of the leaves gone off the trees. So we're seeing what's underneath things at the moment, what the bare bones of things are. There's a great stillness. There's not much activity. There is a clarity to the natural world at the moment um, and how I can allow that into my own nervous system. And um, that brings that balance that we're looking for. Um, and, you know, observing the bulbs beginning to come up, seeing what changes are happening in nature is really where this system of medicine emerged from and is, is where that alignment comes back to, I think, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. And I think this is why I connect with this way so much easier than anything else is because even something I've been talking about so much on social media, and I've been talking about this since last November, reminding everyone that follows me or listens to me don't get caught up in the new year new you rubbish kind of thing right don't get caught up in pushing yourself to make new year's resolutions don't get caught up in fighting your natural desires to maybe go inwards if that's why you're wearing inclined right if that's as you said with the kylock going into that darkness going into that winter energy is just pay attention to as you said the seasons what's happening around you and what feels most natural to you you know, you can get caught up in marketing, which is what's going on is marketing into new year, new you sign up to this gym plan or this plan or this plan, where that's not where new year lies. It's coming in in springtime. But of course, you actually, as I'm talking, you mentioned something before. And I remember I'm having a deja vu here as I'm talking to you. And I have mentioned this as well on uh, numerous occasions where some people, and depending on maybe their elements as well, you can correct me on this one, maybe thrive in winter or thrive in autumn or thrive in different seasons based on their elements. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how it would affect us it individually? Be, mm, it can be either way. You know, it can be, you know, I'm literally in my element, you know, so I'm in my element and feeling that great flow um, in whatever season it is in, in springtime. I love that, you know, forward moving energy or you know I love the socializing and the the outward nature of of summer or you know I hate that as well you know I, I can't stand the pressure to be out and communicating and engaging with other people so if we're if if our element is in balance if, if our if our whole self is in balance we should enjoy all of the seasons um, and all of their qualities now there's days in the middle of winter no matter if you are a <laughs> you know a water cf and it's lashing rain and it's miserable and it's cold and you want to be inside and you know it doesn't mean we love every every day of the year but we should enjoy all of the element all of the seasons and and we should enjoy the turn of the year if you know what i mean um but certainly most of us have times of the year that we prefer um and i can i i think observing i the more treatment I have received and the, the more consistently I've been in in um in, in treatment with 5-amet acupuncture, I think I've become more balanced in my enjoyment of certain times of the year. But I can also see where I definitely feel most aligned within the year. 
uh, and that does align with my with my causative factor. But I don't think that would be a way of of you know saying, oh, I love summer, I must be a fire element, or you know, um, it doesn't always align. Um, but I I think in short to answer, when we're really in balance, we should be able to appreciate the arc of the year, um, and to to step into. We, we need it. We're not like you said, a flower, you know, the saying a flower doesn't bloom all year round. We need each time of the year and, um, you know, learning to embrace each of those. And you know, like you say, it's marketing or it's whatever that it is that we get into January and, you know, new year, new you and and all of that. When actually we've just been through a very busy time of, of Christmas, which is also totally against the energy of the time of year. And naturally, what many of us want to do is rest and retreat mm. and not plan and allow. Think of what's under the soil right now is those bulbs, all of those seeds are gathering their energy and they're they're quietly absorbing and, and ready to come up in spring. So, yeah, I don't know where we got to from that. But, um, yeah, I think that the goal is to really um, learn to. To, to appreciate each 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 of the seasons and what gifts and benefits and challenges they they bring i keep hearing as i'm talking to you to ask you what is your most passionate topic to talk about and to teach with your clients i'm putting you What's on my spot here most passionate <laughs> <topic>. yeah <clears throat> um i think one thing i've learned in terms of teaching i love teaching and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm teaching on a couple of, of programs this year, but that's a separate thing to being in, in a treatment room with somebody. And something I've really learned and had to learn because I do love, I love this conversation and I love the teaching and the dialogue is to actually, and what I've learned to love the most is to really step back and allow whatever the person is bringing into the room. Um, and that's often extraordinarily surprising and far deeper than anything that I could mention. Um, and that's definitely been one of the biggest learnings for me as a practitioner is my that's not my my role in, in a room. My role is to be really present in myself and to open a space where a person can bring whatever they want. So I suppose that's what I love the most. That's what I love is when that happens in a room. That's when we see real, allowing true authenticity. And we don't really have very many opportunities for that in our lives, you know, to actually really be truly honest about how we're feeling and and, and what's going on for us. Um, and I think that's what feels very, very powerful for me when, when I'm in a treatment room with somebody and, and that's been facilitated. Um, and I suppose that's what I love about this system of medicine as well. You know, there's so much advice, you know, that I often think of to give and want to give in a room and try this and do this. And I still do it. And a lot of it is beneficial. But actually, what I've learned more and more is trusting the medicine and trusting that when and trusting the person in the room, that when the body is in alignment and the soul and the mind or in alignment and that's through the, the the medicine people know what to do and people make the most amazing choices and the most incredible decisions um, and life choices and aligned moving forward far more than I could say here you should do this or try this or or, or go there 
And so I think that's when the magic really happens for me. And I can totally resonate with that. And I think this is why I'm drawn to you as well, because if I feel restricted or someone pushing their views on me in a room, I feel like I'm disempowered, like you're taking my power away. So what you've just described and what I would turn it into is you're giving people permission to be seen, to see themselves, witness themselves, and then find their power again. And what really, you know, pushes them what they desire like it's helping them to come back into balance and that's what I really feel with you and I know I've sent many people your way (laughs) as well and it's the feedback I always get is like Leila is not just a five element acupuncture so you go in there and you're having a counseling session without even knowing you're having a counseling session (laughs) is this full ability to be able to just release and as you said I love that um as a practitioner for you to just step back and allow me to be me and seen for how I am in that moment. I think that's where the shift really takes place. And that's what I witnessed on my journey with you. So thank you Mm, for that. That's lovely to say. I know you do a lot of work with women as well. Or I don't know if you're still doing that in terms of um, menstruality, uh, like, you know, fertility support. Are you still doing that? Or are you taking, you change route? Or how are you with that now? Um, So I'm not teaching. I had a number of programs that I was running in and around um uh motherhood um and matrescence and um so matrescence is the journey that we go through that begins when we decide that we would like to become a mother and so not necessarily from when we give birth but that shift um in I suppose our attention um of and deciding that that's something we would like to do or making a choice not to do it um so it's just where our when our attention moves into that that chapter that 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 um that phase of our lives that season of our lives um as women um and so it's very much something that's at the core of of uh what I do and a lot of the women who come to see me are in that season of their lives but at the moment, through Nua Nua, um, I'm not teaching any programs at the moment. Um, I'm mostly working one to one with people in the treatment room and then still still dealing with that in, in terms of I'm writing and doing doing other things and writing a book. Um, so the, the, the manifestation of it, I suppose, is a little bit different, but it's been a really important cornerstone of, of my work. And, and I think we'll remain so. Absolutely we dive in a little bit because I feel like it's coming in quite strong matrix I can mm-hmm. really feel it <laughs> it's going in so strong I can just feel it coming through the back of me which is obviously our beautiful feminine energy as well and I know um you are writing well congratulations that's a huge journey in itself um but I am feeling the the call to pick your brain here on matrix because I know a lot of my um you know our listeners might be on that journey might you know mm-hmm. what are in that process where they are even asking the question do I have another child do I go on this journey again do I embark embark on this and even the transition from um you know conception to pregnancy to delivery and onwards it's like how can we really nurture that matrian's energy and what can we be doing mm. um I think it's a it's a huge a huge area um and you can look at it from lots of different perspectives um from starting i suppose say with a chinese medicine lens on it um we would be seen as having seasons in our lives so you know we're, we go from childhood into adolescence we go from adolescence we have our first period 
um, that's a gateway in term in Chinese medicine. So all of these moments are gateways. Our birth is a gateway. Our first period as a woman is a gateway. Um, first time we have sex, uh, conception, birth, and we're moving through moments of, of of evolution, I suppose, and into different. If you think of stepping through a doorway across a threshold, we're moving somewhere new, and we're changing and we're transforming um, in that. And then we move on, and menopause is another of those another of those gateways. And we're very blessed, I think, uh, as women that we have these defined moments in our lives. But if we, you know, that men don't have, they don't have these these markers in the same way. Men have these journeys. Men have gateways. Men have journey. Um, and and Chinese medicine would say that every seven years we all go through these gateways and these thresholds as well. So we all humans have that. But as women, if we look at it, these have also been moments of huge um, struggle, I suppose, um, historically, if we look at it going through, you know, first periods and, you know, menstruality, menstrual health, menstrual awareness has been a huge amount done in and around that, but it's not something that, you know, many of us would have been well educated in up until maybe this, you know, latest generation. Um we look at birth and all of the challenges around birth and the lack of support around birth and the lack of empowerment around birth on and on. And, you know, there's been all of that stuff in Ireland at the moment about menopause as well, you know, um, and, and the support that women need and the struggles that they're having. So, you know, it's it's there. There there are points in our lives, I think, as women um, that there's a wonderful woman called Jane Hardwick Collins. And she says, you know, if it causes strife, you know, in a society, if it causes um, challenge, if it causes um, oppression, it's a sign that it has great power, is what mm. she says. Ooh. And I, she's she's an incredible woman to look up, Jane Hardwick Collins. But um, so all of these, and matrescence is one of those gateways that this, this mo- movement into, and it's not a give birth and you've gone through your matrescence. This is a period. This is a cycle. This is an arc of time, not unlike adolescence. Um, so, you know, you go from becoming, when you give birth, you go from becoming a, a, an individual woman into a mother who is now connected to somebody else. You never go back to who you were before. It's not a snapping back after six weeks. We're not returning in the same way that when a girl, you know, becomes a teenager, she doesn't at 21 once her adolescence is over or 18 when her adolescence is over, go back to being 10 again. You know, we keep moving forward. And it's the same thing. Even that alone, I think, isn't a message that we're given as as women, that we're we're changing and we're transforming and we're meant to and that we're not meant to go back to who we were before. We bring all those bits of us with us, Mm. but they change and they morph and we shed parts of it and we nurture other parts of it and other parts come to the fore. Um, So that alone, I think, is, is, is massive in terms of understanding what we're stepping into when we're stepping into to this transformation um and then i think you know within society it's not a journey that's massively supported so a lot of my work would have been really helping women who are struggling with the transformation and struggling with the massive changes going on in their lives and not realizing that 
this is meant to happen. We're meant to go through this, but we're not meant to do it without any support in, um, mm. or any education or any um, acknowledgement, really. And, and so a lot of my work was bringing that into women's lives. There's something really powerful that you just said. Well, there's a few things that are really powerful that you just said. I definitely think you need a pen and paper with this podcast, but <laughs> to take some notes. But something that you just said, and I think it's so important because it's something that comes up for me with my clients all the time, is that, you know, going through matrians and going through this shift, whether it is deciding not to have children or through conception and then delivery and birth. And then there's this false belief that you have to um, claim yourself back go back to who you once were and as you said that is just not you're not it's never going to happen it's never going to happen that you have to be yourself again and I think that's why I've noticed with a lot of my own clients that there's a struggle there to who they are is because they're trying to be someone that they once were or they're trying to go back to their normal routine that they once had pre-baby or pre-motherhood or pre this journey that they're on and I I can see that inner battle or inner uh, imbalance in their body when they are trying to kind of force that or go back and even the term bounce back is just absolute Mm. rubbish that is a trigger (laughs) for me there's no such thing as bouncing back you don't want to go backwards you want to go forwards in life right so for you know for those listening today that maybe have uh, can understand or relate to that that pressure to kind of be themselves again what would you say to them to and help them to navigate a new version of themselves and mm. embody, embody even the new version of themselves um well I think the first thing to I, I to say to anybody who's listening who is really struggling with with that journey is that it's not your fault you know that society has told you that multiple multiple ways since you were young enough to to look at a tv program mm-hmm. you know that to, to look at an ad on television to and all cultural references all messaging is telling you that you know you can have it all you can do it all you can bounce back you can go back to who you were and you know this baby will be will just you know become not not quite a handbag or an accessory but like it'll just fit into your life that was before so that's what you've been told so that it's it's not your fault that you're really struggling with this but I think an image that really struck home for me um is the idea of a butterfly and a caterpillar so if you think of a caterpillar let's call ourselves all caterpillars and in a way it's not a great metaphor because I, I do want to say to anybody who's listening who is either chosen or who is not a mother um by choice or by circumstance this is also we all go through gateways and this is a gateway for all of us whether we have given birth or not um we enter a mothering phase of our lives and that mothering maternal energy can be put into a business it can be put into our family it can be put into a garden it can be put into ourselves it's 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 that mothering phase and energy. So when we think of that metaphor that I'm going to share with you now, it's I think it's really important to, to bear that in mind as well. Um, yeah. Because we can get quite compartmentalized, you know, and that can exclude people. And that's, I think it's important to say. But so if we think of ourselves, all of us as caterpillars, and we're trying, we make ourselves into a cocoon, you know, we make a cocoon around ourselves. Um, and during that, this is the transformation period within that, that cocoon. And what happens, a caterpillar inside a cocoon, is that it liquefies itself completely. All of its DNA, all of its cells, all of its atoms are still there, 
but it's completely liquefied. And that's what we're in, you know, during a period of transformation. And that's what it is. That's the winter phase. That's that what we're in now in terms of the year. It's what we're in in terms of the planet at the moment and all of the awful things that are going on on planet Earth at the moment. We're in that liquefied phase and we have the opportunity to transform in it. But it feels like a complete roller coaster and we're in the dark. We're in a cocoon in the dark. Um, but eventually within that cocoon, that caterpillar reforms itself. Uh, into something new and into something different. And out of that uh, cocoon, we know comes comes the butterfly that is full of color or it's a, you know, whatever it is, and it can fly and it's a different new creature and it's transformed. It hasn't left any of the cells that it was behind. It still has everything that it was as a caterpillar and then everything that it transformed within that 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 cocoon. And now, now it's become a butterfly. And I think that's a really helpful image. It has been for me to know that this transformation is meant to happen. Um, it's not our fault and we deserve support within it. We're not losing anything, but we are changing. And that can be, it can be challenging at times. And I love what you said about the, you know, I'm just thinking of the divine mother essence that you mm. said as well, that it's not necessarily meaning that you have to conceive and give birth to a child, a baby, a human, but you can be, you know, open to that divine, you are going to go to that divine mother energy within you, that divine feminine, that rising, that awareness, your inner confidence coming to life, like, you know, your inner creativity. And as you said, you can really express that through your work or through a garden or through cooking or, you know, mm. nurturing yourself or maybe traveling and doing things that you have wanted to do for so long and I love that you made the point of that because it's so 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 powerful mm. and even with that too um the change that was coming in when you're talking about the caterpillar and the butterfly yes you grow your wings which I love of course you you know you're stepping into that real beautiful power but also take your time as well mm. like, for the seasons that you're in take your time there's no rush on figuring things out like as you said earlier on Leila like go and just witness the season that you're in at least as you said the flower doesn't bloom all year round watch the buds like flourish and you will too flourish at your own time and maybe there's a little bit of learning or uncovering or acceptance that you need to really learn and embody as you go through this transformation so I just think that is so powerful thank you so much for sharing that mm. and I think also you know again like we have to remind ourselves we're working against a tsunami of you know messaging that's telling us to keep going to keep you know pushing on you know keep on keeping on don't stop keep buying keep you know working keep everything in um great english there but you know keep <laughs> and so it's it's quite hard to listen to that voice it's quite hard um and i've found it's definitely been a process i'm still in that process of learning to really trust it and listen to it but the natural world gives us so much support in that you know um to ask ourselves do we, we should we be out you know sunbathing right now in in 2 degrees no we should be inside we should be sleeping by 6 o'clock it's dark that, you know, the, the natural world is really supporting us to do that. Um, and so that's really helped me, I think, to just keep revisiting what's outside our door. I was out for a walk yesterday with my husband near Jackson Falls in Lara in Wicklow. 
And on that trail, I don't know if you've ever done it, there's beautiful quotes by different poets and authors along the trail. And one of them just, I just remember now as we're talking, it says, nature doesn't hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Mm. And oh, that is so in alignment to what we're talking about today. I'm going to repeat that again. Nature doesn't hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Why are we pushing ourselves to hurry and make things happen quicker? Everything will be accomplished and more. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lena. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Actually, can I ask what your book is about? Or are we allowed to say? Is it a secret or what's going on there? Not a secret. Um, it's I suppose my own personal journey with motherhood, um, on one level. Um, but I think the motherhood, it began well, let me re- rephrase that. It began that way as very much about my motherhood um journey. And I had a a kind of a a topsy turvy third pregnancy and was in hospital for a number of months um and had a premature baby so in in one way it's telling this the this the story of that but as I've written it and redrafted it and revisited it I I think for me what it's become more about and what I'm really interested in I suppose in terms of where my work will go as well is belonging and what it means to to belong um, both on the island of Ireland, both in ourselves, and also, I suppose, in many ways, in what's truly aligned to what we're here to do, what we're meant to do. And I, I suppose it's it's my navigation of, of that amongst amongst other things. Um, but but yeah. That's... That sounds gorgeous. It's no wonder I was getting asked those questions today to ask you. <laughs> I was wondering why we were both pulled down to the matron's motherhood route. I don't know why they wanted us to go down that road, but I'm so happy they did. So it makes so much sense now. And of course, I know that book will help so many when it comes out. So thank you for sharing your story and being here today with us and sharing your beautiful light as always. And I do have an appointment with you tomorrow morning, so I can't wait to see you. <laughs> thank you thank you and what i will do i will leave your details at the show notes underneath the podcast as well so if anyone wants to reach out how are you for appointments now you're always so busy so are you taking on new clients you are i am at the moment yeah um i've just opened up a few new slots of it an extra day at the moment so yeah i do i have some availability um from the end of end of this month if we're listening live in in january otherwise yeah i i do have some availability yeah amazing Leila. thank you so much for your time your energy and your gorgeous presence as always i really enjoyed it today thank you sinead thank you so much for listening to the sinead Dehor podcast i hope you enjoy the insight and wisdom that came through today Perhaps you learned something about yourself and I'm so excited for you to discover even more. If you want to tune in to more episodes, please subscribe. And if you want to find more out about this particular episode or any guest speaker that we've had on the show or will have on the show, you can find out more on www.sineadahora.com. And of course, you're welcome to submit a question or maybe a topic that you'd like me to cover. Remember, this podcast is for you. See you next week.